Greetings, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. And I am still Dr. Jeremy. God damn it. Although I'm Why not the one I wearing the lab Dr. coat. Dr. Mike. Well, I'm te- I know, you're the one wearing the lab well, coat. I'm not a doctor. I'm just crazy. <laughs> it, dude, you put on a, anyone asshole can put on a lab coat. It's true. Remember in Hocus Pocus when they're talking to that cop and he's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, Those assholes <laughs> thought I was a cop. It's like, it's actually illegal to dress up that well. Like, I know, there's, like, Halloween costumes, like, police costumes that just say, like, law enforcement on them, and that, that was that was pretty pretty head-on. Someone I know used to have an officer sexy outfit. Didn't look like a real police outfit, unless they wore, like, really <laughs> short skirts, but, like, let me tell you, I broke a few laws that night. <laughs> All right, so, how you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Right. Looking forward to diving into top five. Nice. So for this special episode, I created a little something, a special serum, if you will. Is that like one of those kids like medicine syringes? No, this is a real syringe. It says like children's Tylenol on the side. It says CVS Pharmacy, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's try it out. Mm. All right, so check out our YouTube video for Sorority Babes in the Slam Ball Bowlerama. It shows you basically how to make the jello that I just ingested. But instead of putting it into a jello mold, I took a little kid syringe, as Jeremy had a fucking asshole point out. <laughs> and I sucked it up into there, put it upright in the fridge, and it squirts out awesome. It's, it's actually, you know, kind of a fun take on a, on a jello shot. So that was actually nice. yeah, actually pretty cool. So here we go, right. Mad Scientists. Top five. All right. So we're going to go back to 1986. And I decided to go with Dr. Edward Pretorius. Ooh, wow. This was some craziness in a movie. There was nothing but <laughs> craziness. <laughs> the whole thing. So Dr. Pretorius developed the machine called the Resonator uh, in his research into exploring outside dimensions beyond earth yeah yeah there was a lot of things from beyond in this movie there were played by ted sorrel his assistant dr crawford tillinghost jeffrey combs yes i've heard of him yeah he's done a few things activates the machine soon seems strange creatures in the air uh, when he's bitten by one of them he urges pretorius to turn the machine off however crazed pretorius refuses claiming the machine's effects on his brain are giving him an orgasm of the mind. So unable to tame the harnessed, unharnessed power, the resonator, the device which st- stimulates the pineal gr- gland, he ends I up dead. I think it's dead. the pineal. Pineal? 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 Pineal. I've, I've, uh, I've so, heard mul- multiple different ways to say it. But basically, uh, a lot of people believe it is, you know, the third eye. Yeah, so essentially he ends up dead. And uh, Dr. Uh, Crawford Tilling... Tilling Host and Catherine McMichaels, Barbara Crampton, 
who is from beyond in this movie. Let me tell she you. She is who starts out as like a, a nerdy professory type. So they, they did that actually on purpose. They said, okay, let's put her hair really tight, give her big glasses and and like a business type dress suit yeah. thing because they didn't think that she seemed old enough to play the character she was playing. Right. But if you're watching a movie with the amount of absurdity that is in this movie, I think you can <laughs> overlook her being a little young for her station. <laughs> it's yeah, so like, you know, her Jeffrey Combs and uh Ken Forey 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 Ken Forey. Anyway, the three of them go back to, <laughs> you know, that house and you know, she she kind of, you know, falls for the resonators like so basically, when it when you turn this machine on, it's like a big one of those like things you see in the science museum. You touch your hand to it, and it like zap like doesn't zap you, but like you see like, like the, the Van de Graaff generator kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and like basically, it vibrates the clit of your brain. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, she turns, like you said, from business college professor looking thing to leather dominatrix looking shit, and she looks amazing. I will just say. I concur. But however, there are things from beyond that end up in, in the world, like that giant worm fucking thing that like sucks all the hair off of Jeffrey Combs like head. Yeah, it and, like, like it, that it, like ate his face. It, he was like in like it bit half of him, but like it was just kinda like sucking his <laughs> hair off, I guess. I but it looked like he looked like he had like like he looked like he was hanging out in Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. And uh poor Ken Forey. Uh, that's all I'll say. Yeah, uh, apparently he was a former pro NFL football player who decided to just become a random cop. So I'm guessing he didn't have a great career in, in uh, football. He probably played for the insert your hated football team here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My number five. He's not a doctor. He's actually, I believe, an electrician. He works for the town. Jeffrey Franken from 1990. Frank Henenlotter brought us Frankenhooker. Cheers. Drink. So, Patty Mullen plays the uh, titular Frankenhooker. So, Jeffrey Franken's in love with Elizabeth Shelley, and after a freak accident involving a remote lawnmower he invented, she is killed, and he uses his science skills and some supplies from his job with the power company to bring her back to life. Unfortunately, he had to use spare parts from a bunch of dead hookers who were killed with some super crack that he also invented. <laughs> <laughs> this was a really fun movie. It's it's hilarious. Like so, some of the things that Jeffrey says in this movie are just like over the top hilarious and supposedly he, he ad-libbed a lot of it. It he was just too funny. They were just like just keep the camera on. Just keep it keep it rolling. Zorro was the name of the pimp we were looking for in the last episode. That guy was awesome, too. I feel like they were just like, we need a muscular guy that just, like, yells bitches a lot. He's <laughs> like, where are my bitches? <laughs> Super fun movie. A little sexy, as the name would imply. Uh, but Frank Henenlotter, he does a lot of great movies. Like Brain Damage, for instance, is wicked awesome. No, this was this was so fun. And I remember, so I started, I started watching it 
earlier this week, and um, Susan was like, "Oh, she, she goes, but so what? Are, what are we watching?" I'm like, uh, "Frank and Hooker." Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, this so, is on. <laughs> this is on par with like, I like it way it, better it, than the stuff, but like it's same like. Same it it was once. You know what I mean, like, she, like she watched a, like she watched a little bit of um, like when he was lining up like the. The prostitutes and everything, like you said, checking them off. This, yeah. just, just this is actually pretty fucking funny. Yeah, no, really, really fun, really good. Hell yeah! All right, my number four, horror. No normal mind can imagine. Whoa. You might know where that comes from. Yeah, our intro. If you listen to our show, 1962's "The Brain That Wouldn't Die," Doctor Bill Cortner. He was mad. This. It's kind of an absurd movie. Kind of. Looking at it. <laughs> but it's fantastic. So he apparently has been performing experimental surgery on human guinea pigs. Yeah, human guinea pigs without authorization against the advice of his father, who is also a surgeon. They're on their way to his father's house, I believe it was, when they got into a ridiculous car accident and his fiance gets decapitated. It's never a good picnic day when that happens. No, it's not. But luckily, he had a picnic basket. Throw the head in there and, you know. Yep. Ran to the house. Because his car was upended. Yes, but was able to save her head. Like, it didn't, you know, there was, apparently he, he didn't, they, not too much blood loss. It, it shows you, you know, that a guy will do a lot to get some head. <laughs> but yeah, he keeps her brain alive and now he needs to find a new body. Wow, it almost kind of sounds like Frankenhooker. It really does. Like like you just said, like you said earlier. Because does it? He goes to like a, a burlesque bar, right? Yeah, actually, some of those some of those girls are pretty pretty hot. I didn't say they weren't for the for the for the sixties. But anyway, yeah. So he goes to burlesque clubs. He's trying to pick out the right perfect body for his fiance while she is basically trying to. Kill herself. Trying to kill herself. And there's, but there's also this creature that's like, you know, a failed experiment hidden behind like a door. And she's basically calling for that to, to, to come out. She had a miserable existence. And I can only yes. assume that this is kind of like what, like a zoo creature is like, you know, they're just trapped in there, not yeah. in their cage. Like some of them are really nice and they're like, you know, have like a fake landscape. Yeah. But, you know, she's just. In this dish with all these shits connected to her. And she's just like, just let me die. Like, oh, it's horrible. What's in that room? Horror. No normal mind can imagine. So my number four. We're going with another Joe Dante gem. Dr. Robert Hoke. I got an actual doctor here. Piranha. (laughs) Music by Pino Donaggio. The government paid you. Of course they paid. Where there's germ warfare, the bomb, chemical warfare, there's plenty of money. Special agencies, they pay. They pay a lot better than they do in private research. For raising fish? Oh no. It's a matter of genetics, radiation, selective breeding. They called it Operation Razor Teeth. Fucking love this movie. So we got a bunch of things here, but what's the best? What's the one thing that really brings this? What elevates it? Tequila! I'm glad you knew what I was going for with that one. Great movie. I mean, it's not a ripoff of Jaws. It's an homage to Jaws. Steven Spielberg actually 
helped save this movie because it was about to be like taken down because yeah. you know they're like this is a Jaws ripoff. But he's like, nah, this movie's cool. I didn't show boobs in Jaws. <laughs> no, it was it was really really good. And and wasn't was it this one where the um, the special effects guy went on to do uh, the thing, right? Did he? Robotine, yes. Look at yeah. you, smarty pants. Robotine. I couldn't think of his name, but like I knew he was he was like a friggin' like genius kid. Yeah, he did special makeup for for this. Yeah, I never killed anybody. If you want to talk about killing, talk to your politicians, the military. No, no, I'm a scientist. Dick Miller playing a great mayor in this. Oh my god! Anytime Dick Miller's in the in a movie, you know that something funny is gonna happen. To poor Dick Miller, <laughs> whether it's like gremlins crashing through his house, him getting zapped by a robot, like like, or him just just being completely humiliated on the the shore of a beach through the fucking milky mop water. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Okay, so my number three. This I, I had a hard time, not a hard time getting through the movie. Like, but th- there's some gross shit in this movie i went with dr hater from 2009's human centipede so would you say there's some disgusting shit in this movie you like me literal shit yes yeah so that 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 part was a little i i might have fast forward you never go ass to mouth Uh, so two pretty but ditzy American girls on a road trip through Europe uh, in Germany end up alone at night with a broken car in the woods. Now, this this scene was a little kind of frustrating because, I mean, yeah, you had a flat tire. Your car still works. You can drive. I mean, but I mean, you don't want to drive on a flat tire, Jeremy. You're in the middle of the woods. Don't they have a donut? Well, none of them knew how to change it. Why didn't they call AAA? Huh? I, I don't know. They ran around the woods for quite some time, ended up at this really, really nice house of this former surgeon that used to unseparate Siamese twins who had a, three dogs that were connected together. Okay. Yes. Uh, so they end up there, and it's pretty funny because they asked him to call for help for a cab or for whatever. Can we get an Uber? He's just in the kitchen talking to himself. Uh, yes, I have some kids here. Uh, he ends up roofing them, and then they wake up in a makeshift like hospital room that's in his like basement. And he's just going to sew their mouths to the asshole of <laughs> an Asian guy. How do you get the first on that one? First guy in a centipede. Not so bad. It's no. It's the others that it, it's very bad. It, well, don't be like the mouthy one because you're going to get the middle. Well, because, yeah, because no one wants to hear your lip. So your lips, it's kind of like great outdoors. You know what hot dogs are made of? Lips and assholes. Lips and assholes. Yeah, yeah. so your lips go right to the asshole. And it is just, and the the Asian guy is just super, super mouthy. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And then Hopefully he realizes what's going to no happen. Taco Bell, if you know what I mean. Uh, Dude, have you seen, did you see the South Park episode? No. Oh my god. It's called Human Scent iPad. So so basically it was like the same thing and it was it was like some Asian guy, then it was Kyle, and then I forget who the third one was. I think it was no, it was Cartman. And and of course, it's time for like feeding and they he ate fish tacos. Oh boy. And he's like he's like, "Oh, I ate the fish tacos. I'm sorry, Kyle. <laughs> I believe in you." And then it's just like, and it's just, oh my God, it's hilarious. Um, this, not as hilarious, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fucking freaky. Be careful when you show up to a random dude's house. He may be a crazy German doctor that wants to sew your lips to another guy's asshole. Yes, and this is again another time that I'd like to point out: don't just accept drinks from strangers. Always yeah. watch it get opened. Get it straight from the bar. Like, don't ever leave your drink unattended because you just may wake up sucking Taco Bell out of your friend's ass. Well, they weren't friends. I thought the girls were friends. Well, the girls were friends, but the Asian guy, they, they weren't friends with him. No, I'm talking about the last girl, not the middle oh, okay. girl. Okay, well, the middle girl was mouthy and, you know, got it from both ends. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's Number pleasurable. Two. Like, imagine if your toilet sucked your shit out of your ass. I feel like, well, no, It might be helpful. I mean, they'll be like sitting on the toilet of an airplane where it sucks, like, the no, insides no, out. No, 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 no. I feel like this would be better. Okay. You, you know what? We should go to number... We've uh, already gone too far. Th- we should go to your number three. Number three, Dr. Matthew Logan. This is uh, probably the only Frankenstein on my list because they call him Dr. Frankenstein because he is a crazy doctor 1985 george romero's day of the dead so basically this is set after night and dawn the apocalypse the zombie apocalypse has happened god knows how long ago and we're in an army bunker where our heroes the scientists go further into different directions every now and then trying to find some semblance of civilization see if there's they're the only people left they haven't found any sign of any life besides themselves they're good they have food and supplies for a good amount of time but it's a small group of basically militia like at some point it makes you even wonder if they're part of the government or they're just a bunch of assholes wearing camouflage and and holding guns because they're basically just bossing the nerds around hey have you found a fucking cure for the zombies because we don't have enough bullets now and then like dr frankenstein he's just like well yeah you should have thought of that at the beginning and killed the zombies when there was only a thousand now they outnumber us oh he shows up to dinner in his bloody lab coat like Leave your lab coat at the lab, bro. Yeah. That ain't cool. You can't leave the lab with a lab coat on, man. That's that's science 101. Oh, <laughs> love that movie. That's like such a great fucking movie. Obviously, I think two of my favorite kills in our top kills was from that movie. Well warranted. Nice. Great movie. Great soundtrack. All around. Fun time. But Dr. Matthew Logan, psycho... He starts experimenting on the army guys, or, you know, maybe army guys. It's like, hey, he was dead. Why can't I fuck with his body? All right. Number two. Maybe you've heard of the superfly. Maybe you've heard of the donkey fly. But have you ever heard of the brundlefly? Ah, see, see that, what you did there. See, see what I did there? Superfly. Mm. That's a, oh man, Curtis Mayfield killed that soundtrack, bro. <laughs> he had nothing to do with the fly, though. The, this this <laughs> this movie. Doctor Seth Brundle, Jeff Goldblum, 1986's The Fly. I remember. I, I mean, I've seen this movie. God, I was so much. I saw this movie way too young. <laughs> and it, it's such it's such like a Jeff Goldblum like character he, like he made it such a Jeff Goldblum character. So essentially, uh, like he's an eccentric scientist. He 
wants to basically perfect teleportation. So he's got like two pods like in his right. industrial apartment. And he befriends a uh, investigative journalist. I feel like they could have given her a little bit better of a name. Uh, Veronica Quaif. Quaif? I think it's pronounced Quaif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife said the same thing. Uh, played uh-huh. by Gina Davis. I, I believe uh, Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum were actually dating at the time. Of this, she looked pretty which good. Maybe in this. added to the sparks of their chemistry. However, most of the time in this movie, I kept like in my head, kept seeing Sigourney Weaver because she looked like Sigourney Weaver most of the time, like with her hair and like the way she dressed. And Eighties like hair. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Eighties hair don't care, bro. But yeah, so he offers her a scoop in the in like research and stuff. But while she's not there, he decides to try the teleportation on himself. Apparently, if a fly gets into the, uh, you the don't thing, want a fly in your soup. Yeah, yeah. That um. Did you mention the it, monkey though? His monkey friend that he put in the goddamn thing to start with. Oh, the one he blew up. Yeah. So the monkey would just. Oh, it was horrible. The poor monkey. It was just like his pet. It was his friend. And then he gets drunk and he's jealous. And he's like, I'm just going to try this myself. I got pushed the buttons. It's like, dude, you just like put a monkey in a blender. Your teleportation <laughs> pods are blenders. And he's like, that's hey, cool. Fuck it. So, yeah, he... um figures it out but the problem is there's a there's a fly that got inside the pod and he starts growing fly hairs and becomes addicted to like donuts the pod it it takes all of your your cells yes and and it recreates that it breaks them down and then recreates them in the second pod so you go from a to b Um, but what happened was his cells got mixed up infused with the fly and it doesn't seem horrible at first right he seemed okay he seemed he was like oh i feel like i just popped a viagra and an adderall at the same time yeah let's go to work baby yeah until he started growing hairs and began walking on the wall yeah that was and the the ceiling the thing the effects like the makeup and stuff in this were absolutely fantastic oh yeah like really really well done obviously Cronenberg does some great body horror and yes some of these like like even edited when I saw it as a kid I was disgusted and completely entertained I was like <laughs> this is so gross I love it yeah but like pure like Jeff Goldblum it's, just, it's like all right we're, uh so I need to figure this out we're gonna go over here here I don't think that's a good thing to go we're gonna go here uh we're gonna go from here from here and yeah yeah, he gold bloomed it up in this one. He did. He really, really did. Nice. Okay, so that brings it to my number two. Okay, so apparently flies are incredibly acrobatic and assholes. My number two, we're going with Dr. Seth Brundle. That's a double double. Brundle fly. Cheers. I love how we put into the computer that it actually said Brundle fly. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so based off of George Langalon's short story. You know, they had made a movie in 1958, Help Me, Help Me, which is also terrifying. Uh, it's a definitely a different spin on uh, on the, the story. I definitely suggest checking the story out. It's, it's pretty cool. But this movie, yep. wow. 
I mean, there's a reason that Ice Nine Kills have a song dedicated to it on their second Silver Scream. It's it's a fun movie, man. And don't ever arm wrestle Brundlefly. Oh my God, that was awful. He just goes, uh, if I win, I take the girl. And she's like, what? I'm not for sale. But she goes home with him. Can we also point out um, Stathis in this one? who clearly knows that he's broken up with Ronnie, Gina Davis's character, and... Goes to shower at her house, or her apartment. And, and, well, well, that, and he's just like, like, hey, you know, I'll take care of you. Like, after he re- knows that, like, he's, uh, uh, what's his name, Brundle's becoming, like, a fly. He's like, oh, how about, how, is sex okay? Like, it doesn't have to be, you know, like, you know, no love or anything like that. Just, 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 just good sex. Like, he kept, like, trying to mack on that, like, all friggin' movie. So... I guess we're down to number one. Number one. So I'm finding a common thread in a lot of mad scientist movies that are all related to adaptations of Lovecraft stuff. Or, or playing God is a, is a big thing. Or, uh, yeah, like Lovecraft, we would say playing gods. So my number one is from another Lovecraft tale, Dr. Herbert West, reanimator. I mean, I feel like that's what a lot of people think of when they think of mad scientist in in the horror genre. He's a Swiss scientist who has discovered whatever green fluid that you syringed out of your throat a few minutes ago. (laughs) My serum? My secret ingredient serum that you can only find the ingredients if you check out our YouTube channel and look up Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bullorama, because we make some slime balls. Those are good slime balls. I will never discuss the ingredients, unless you check out our YouTube channel. (laughs) So yeah, he discovers a fluid which brings back dead tissue back to life. After the suspicious death of his professor in Switzerland, West moves to Miskatonic University, which has been used in God knows how many... Like, that name has been used in God knows how many movies. Well, it's from... Lovecraft. Right. It's a place, uh, basically, so he he's a guy from Rhode Island, and he wrote basically about New England, and a lot of his things took place there. Yeah. But anyway, he moves in with a fellow student, Dan Kane. Like, basically, like, he does, does he move into, like, their basement, I think it is? No, he had, a, he had a room, but he also used the basement for his laboratory. His laboratory, that's right. And Dan's fiance. Barbara Crampton, again, whoop, whoop. whose father is like a dean. He is the dean. Yeah, he is the dean of the of the university. Uh, so eventually, he basically kills Dan's cat and tries to bring it back to life. Cat but, dead, uh, details later. So that didn't really, really go well. They sneak into like a morgue to bring back a dead body, but ends up killing uh, Megan's father in the process. Yeah, so uh, here's, here's the moral it, of the story, kids. Um, if you bring back the dead, it never goes the way you want it to. What's why Genie wouldn't do it in Aladdin? Oh, good point. I won't bring yeah. back the dead. I don't like doing it. But yeah, no, great, iconic movie. So, so essentially, yeah, they 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 bring back Megan's dad, who they throw into a padded room, and it's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Okay, my number one, going a little curveball here. You know, I like to do these type of things. So this movie is actually directed by the writer of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which also features a mad scientist, if you will, right? In Wayne Zielinski. 
kind of kooky. He ends up shrinking his kids yeah. and like almost killing them, and then he he blows up a kid in the next one. I mean, to be fair, like he made a weapon. He made a weapon, but he also made a way to make giant turkey, as as we've true. we've witnessed, and that's good. That's true. That you could feed many more people. Is it going to be dry? I feel like it'd be dry. Yeah, I think so. Wicked dry. You need a lot of brine. So we're talking Stuart Gordon, 1985, reanimator. Cheers. Yeah, did you know Stuart Gordon had anything to do with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I don't think I did. That is a fun fact. Because this is way different. I was about to say, like, when you said you were going to throw a curveball, I'm, I'm like, he he's not going to put reanimator anywhere on his list? <laughs> Even like, though really? he made the shot? <laughs> He's wearing the coat. This is my lab coat. Okay. Although it's not not my lab coat. This is just a stock one. My actual lab coat says Michael on it. Anywho, from H.P. Lovecraft, supposedly only kept writing installments of the series because they made $5 each. Oh. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's there's many. This, this is a franchise we're talking about. But anyway, the music, Richard Band, Charles Band's brother, now, the theme has been called a blatant ripoff of the Psycho theme, but the opening credits also pay homage to Vertigo, so I'm thinking this is more of an homage than a, a blatant ripoff, or else it wouldn't make sense that they would double down. Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton, Bruce Abbott, David Gale, Herbert West is my number one mad scientist because not only is he crazy and super smart, he thought a way to bring back the dead, but he's funny, and he likes to make jokes. He's like, he is who's going to believe a talking head? Join a sideshow. Like, he's snarky, and I like that. When, when the, the professor is giving, like, his, like, death speech, like, oh, the brain only lives up to six to 12 minutes, he's literally just, uh, Herbert West just, like, starts snapping pencils to piss him off. He just, like, takes out another pencil. Snap. Takes out another pencil. Snap. He's like... But I think you should buy a pen. No, Jeffrey Combs is awesome. Like he, even like you know he was in uh, From Beyond also. Like he he just brings that that charisma I guess to his characters. Definitely great movie. Come for the crazy zombies coming back. Stay for Barbara Crampton. Yes. So a, a couple runner runner ups. I had Doctor Frankenfurter, Doctor Fred Edison from Maniac ah. Mansion. I mean, he was, was he mad? He must have been mad. He built the mansion and has a whole, like, laboratory in the basement. But it was really the meteor that made him mad. One of my favorite scientists of, of late, Dr. Lime Number 9. What? It is a great sativa strain, let me just tell you. <laughs> I, had al- I had almost thought about putting Young Frankenstein on my list, but it, it's, it, it's obviously more ridiculous comedy yeah. but it's so fucking good mel brooks is hilarious. Uh, i left dr miracle off off my list from murders in the rue morgue the 1932 version dr frankenfurter i actually got a little bit of feedback nice lauren responded on instagram she said it before and she'll say it again dr frankenfurter film double says herbert west and bill x russell says dr pretorius from beyond nice yeah um so I got from Mush, a man after my own heart and brain. Somebody stop him, please. And there's a picture of what looks like a computer-generated mad scientist. It kind of looks like Neil Patrick Harris. And I, for real, I was stumped. I was like, who the fuck is this? 
So I literally I was like, who the fuck is this? And it's like, oh, my, my, my Fallout character, Dr. Fenring. So I, I felt less stupid for not knowing. Lauren, she uh, posted this awesome picture from Halloween. God knows how, how long ago this was because I was uh, Sons of the Anarchy. I you know, had the leather jacket with the whole, the whole thing. That was my, my character. Jenna was a referee, like sexy referee. Ooh. I don't know what Lauren is here. I don't, I don't remember. She's wearing green. But anyway, I wish I had a better pick of Norm in his mad scientist costume from the Ashland House Halloween party. But this is all I have, and it's glorious. And it is. That was fun. But she says, but for real, this is my favorite mad scientist. And it is Dr. Frankenfooter. Nice. This was fun. I, this was a really fun countdown. I enjoyed this one because there are so many mad scientists. Like the guy that did Piranha Women. <laughs> Their nipples turned into piranha teeth. It was cute. Give us a kiss. Hit us up at fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. What tangent do you want us to break down? What movie do you want us to break down? Hit us up. Follow us at Twitter. Or yeah, follow us on Twitter at fans of the dead one. Check us out on YouTube. Check out all our recipes, silly videos. Where else can we yeah, see check. videos, Jeremy? Uh, you can see our videos on our website, fansofthedead.com. All of our episodes are there. Uh, you can get some t-shirts there. They're all in one place for you. You can check us out on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast, TikTok, Fans of the Dead Pod, and uh, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network to fill your ear holes with audio joy. That is what we are here for. Yes. As well as... We will fill well your holes. Anch- yes, fill your ear holes. Uh, also, Anchor.fm is another place you can check us out. Spotify, iTunes, we're everywhere. Yes. We'll you be just in your us. living room and in your ear holes. Yes. Sweet. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll catch you next time. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening